And when we say journey, we mean just not today, but it's been, a, it. it's been a journey. We are, we are. <laughs> we're just, we're just trying to, are we therapists? Yes. But damn it. We're just trying to figure out life just like you are. Maybe yeah. with a little bit more tools and coping mechanisms, but like, damn it. We're but doing now, the best we can with what we got. But now that we're doing it, I'm like, oh, I do miss this. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I do actually, I do miss this. So welcome back, everybody. Happy summertime. You know, we, we're back for, we're just going to say this is our start of season three. <laughs> this is like, oh, I mean, our anniversary is coming up, actually. It we, really is. Up, so this is a good time to... To get into the group of things. So I know we haven't, I don't think the last time was maybe like earlier this year, like around January. So Jess, how are you? How How is life treating you? How you know, you? life has been treating me. So <laughs> it's pretty good. I don't have any complaints right now. I am just really stepping full step into summer and like trying to get my shit together for myself and like just be very selfish with myself right now. That's that's what I'm honing in on right now. It's all about me, 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 me. And somebody's birthday is coming up as well, correct? Yeah, my birthday. <laughs> that is wonderful. I'm so glad to hear How that. How have you been, sweet angel? I have been. <laughs> I have been. Um, it's a lot going on, but good things. I, I can honestly say, like, I feel like... I'm 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 in a I'm in a good flow right now. I feel like I like I'm firing on all cylinders. I kind of know where I'm going, know what's going on. So I've been doing good. Like yeah, the summertime is usually like my favorite time of year, and so you know, traveling, concerts, everything. So yeah, things are going good, and I'm really like yeah, I'm definitely in very like a selfish phase of life right now, which is which is great. It's, it's going wonderful for me. Absolutely. Love that for you. Love that for you. So since we're back into the swing of things, let's just go ahead and tell what these good people, what we are going to be talking about today on our first episode of season three. Oh, season three. Well, I am going to be talking, actually, I think this kind of is going to lean into a well of, you know, what is it like to to be selfish? When is it okay to be selfish? Mm. Talking about like trying to live a soft life. Like I, you know, very much like how really taking a step back and prioritizing yourself and what that looks like um and how we you know how we manifest that so what is it that you're going to be talking about today um so today I'm going to be talking about burnout you know what burnout looks like how you can avoid burnout um how burnout can like creep into different parts of your life and you don't even damn know it um so yeah that's what I'm going to be talking about today so today should be a good episode. It really is. I think it's going to be a nice, you know, I think it's going to be good for like, so we really get ready for the summer to tell people like, hey, we need to check in on some things. So Let's I'm reevaluate. 
very much looking forward to it. So do you want to get started with this? Yeah, we can get started. Okay, so, child, you know, I feel like recently, I love that everybody is so much mental health and on a therapy journey. But as we all know, pop psychology on social media, sometimes y'all be using words. Y'all don't really know what the words mean. Yeah, so a lot of you guys, I, I hear you You say the word burnout, but like, are you really burnt out? Anyway, so anyway, so we are just going to define exactly what burnout is. So burnout can kind of be like two very specific definitions, but number one is a state of physical, emotional, and mental exhaustion caused by long-term involvement in emotionally demanding situations. Mm-hmm. And the second one is a state of fatigue or frustration brought about by devotion to a cause, a way of life, or a relationship that has failed to produce, like, the expected reward. All right. So between those two damn definitions, um, the essence of burnout is really just, like, complete exhaustion, right? Um, And anybody who has been burnt out before, babes. It is a roller coaster ride straight to hell. It's <laughs> to the pits. Okay. Like straight to the pits. It is straight to the damn pits. All right. So anyone can become exhausted. That is for sure. But what is so different about burnout is that it mainly strikes people who are highly and overly committed to their work. So. Mm-hmm. You can only burn out if you have been like in this space of burnout, like in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. So while exhaustion can be overcome with like rest and, you know, maybe getting a little getaway and, you know, realigning yourself, a core part of burnout is just like a deep sense of disillusionist, right? Um. And it's not experienced by people who can take a more cynical view of their work. Now, what do I mean by that? That means I have a very much motto in my life is where I don't live to work, okay? I work to live. All right. So so that means that, like, my life does not revolve around my job. My life is not, like, my job is not my personality. When I clock out, of my job I'm clocked out and I will see you the next day and if I don't see you the next day that's not my concern I think that is such a huge important thing because I feel like even if I think we've talked about it before where sometimes even telling somebody what you do Mm. they're like oh well since you do this let me talk to you about this and I mean it's different from, I guess I can understand from a therapeutic perspective, but I even think about like when I've known people who worked for, who worked at Apple or who did computer stuff and people calling them, well, since you work here, can you look at my computer after you get off work? And just not having respect of, baby, I do this. I like it. I do this to get paid. That does not mean I want to do this for you when I get off in my free time and my leisure time. And I think sometimes people do not People just kind of don't understand that or don't even, they kind of just jump to like, oh, you must want to do this all the time, 24-7. Like, no, man. No, I don't want to work 24-7. Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. I actually rather be on a beach. 
almost yeah. naked eating a mango from a tree. <laughs> like that's what I want to do with my life. Anyways, so there are 13 warning signs that you are heading for burnout. So everybody put your listening ears on. Now, if you feel like you qualify for more than like six of these signs, then hey, we need to reassess what the hell is going on. All right. So one is having a negative and critical attitude about work, dreading going into work and wanting to leave once you're there. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> but, it's funny in the sense of girl, you be like, you be, you go to bed like, oh, I can get off. I have been there before. I was at a job one time where I I woke up in the morning and I would cry <laughs> immediately. Oh wow! Yes, it was bad. Um, having low energy and little interest at work, having trouble sleeping, being absent from work a lot. Having feelings of emptiness, experiencing physical complaints such as headaches, illness, or backache, being irritated easily by team members or by clients, having thoughts that your work doesn't mean have meaning or make a difference, um, pulling away emotionally from your colleagues or clients, feeling that your work and contribution goes unrecognized, blaming others for your mistakes, and you're thinking of quitting work or changing roles. Okay. If you, if I said all those in your head, it's like, damn, that sound like me. Okay, you're burnt out, stinker. Yeah, and I, I think it also goes back to you. I think some people have learned to function in that place where you, you know, I, I, there's usually there's that one older person at your job that has been miserable for years, <laughs> like, and they, it's just, and it's just like a like Groundhog Day. It's just like an everyday cycle, and it's just like, baby, once for most people, even for myself, once I've mentally checked out of a place. I'm gone. There's really not me staying here is not it's just not a good thing because once I'm mentally checked out, like there's nothing else I could do here. This, yeah, like mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. Um, so a lot of people also <clears throat> confuse stress and burnout, but there is really a stark difference between stress and burnout. Although some of the characteristics can be the same, they're actually different, distinctively different. So stress is short term, right? And it's caused by a feeling that work is out of your control, right? So you might experience stress several days in a row, especially like when you're working on a large project or you're underneath a tight deadline. But once that project is finished or once you get whatever the hell you need to get in by that tight deadline, the stress usually goes away, right? Burnout takes place over a larger period of time, a longer period of time, right? So Usually it's just like everything is a damn disconnect. Mm -hmm. All right. And what you're currently doing, you feel like it's not meaningful. Mm -hmm. Um, When you try to change things, it probably gets worse in your head. Subconsciously, it gets worse. So like, for example, when you have a supportive boss or like when the workload increases beyond a like sustainable point, Mm -hmm. it still is like, uh uh-uh. I still actually don't want to work here. Even if you do have a boss that's absolutely amazing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So you really just like go through the motions when you have burnout instead of being truly engaged. And over time, that just leads to 
poor performance, exhaustion, all those other type of things. Now, there are reasons for burnout, especially at a job. Burnout usually is, is not centered around relationships, although it can seep into relationships. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But burnout is professional, like in a professional way of life. So um, there are many reasons for burnout. One is like having unclear goals or job expectations. Um, another one is working in a dysfunctional ass team or organization. Um, one is experiencing an excessive workload. Uh, another one is having little or no support from your boss or organization. Another one is like lacking recognition of your work. And then another one, which for me, this is the one for me is like, when there is like low stimulation at work. Like if you just have a job where it's just like, there's nothing going on here. Like I very rarely don't have much to do. Mm-hmm. And that can be, that that can lead a lot of people to burn out when you have like very much monotonous work. Or right, and I, I definitely feel like there's also like, if, if you're someone who functions in a place of liking challenges, but once work is not challenging anymore. Yeah. Like almost like if stuff is too easy, it makes yeah. it easy to do it because it's kind of like it's just so easy it's not mentally stimulating that it's very easy to like check out and then be like oh you know I think it's having a conversation like is it me or is it the job and you know I think that sometimes for some people a challenge makes them work harder and so sometimes it's having to figure out like oh are you really going to be able to to challenge me to to keep that same energy of being at a, um, a specific um, occupation or a specific job I would say exactly so the consequences of burnout is your productivity can really like drop dramatically while you're at work. This doesn't just impact your career, but like it impacts if you work on a team or an organization, like it impacts them as well. Um, your creativity can also be affected. So you might be less likely to spot opportunities and it's on top of not spying opportunities, like you you don't probably don't even have the interest or desire to look at new opportunities. Um, and then you also may find that you just make more excuses not to come to work or to take days off sick. Mm-hmm. When you're not really damn sick, you burnt out, yes, but mm, sick, not so much. So like I was saying previously about relationships, career burnout can also spill over into your personal life, right? Negatively impacting your well-being and relationships with your friends and your family. Now you might say, well, how the hell does that do that? Well, babes, if you are aggravated at work and you're irritated at work and everybody is getting on your damn nerves and you're frustrated and you're exhausted and you're stressed, that doesn't just sit with you at work. you take it with you everywhere you go and usually number one you know the saying like the people who get hurt the most are the people who are closest to you Mm. you and that bad ass attitude that you have it unintentionally spills over into your other relationships especially with your partner um it's and it can lead to you being moody all the damn time it can lead to you being like you actually pulling away from your relationships, like being more detached from your partner. Um, you might get easily annoyed by your partner by doing the smallest things that probably did not annoy you in the beginning, but now you're burnt out from work and you don't know what the hell to do. So now it's spilling into your relationship. You might lose interest in the activities that you guys used to do together. Um, and then also 
most people don't know this, but like burnout at work can really negatively affect your libido. So you get a low libido as a cause from your work burnout. And all those things do not make for a very good, healthy and functional relationship. That is, I feel like that's so telling for so many people in the sense that, because I always, I always see it as like, you can have negative feelings about work, but also like you, you approach it from a sense of, I have to be here because I have the finance to provide. So a lot of us in those positions, we are right, we put on a, put on a show, we produce mm-hmm. to be, you know, we have to take certain things that we wouldn't take. We have to, you know, be very performative or eight, nine, 10 hours, however, however long you work during the day. So when you come home, mm. your energy's at 20%, baby. Everybody else is getting the ramifications of what you're not able to communicate because you can't, you can't afford to communicate these things. So everybody else is getting the rest of you, the worst. Correct. And it's like, it's almost impossible for those things not to start to spill over. And it's almost like, oh, well, if you wake up pissed because of where you got to go, you pissed the whole day because of what you're having to do, what you're having to deal with. You don't think at some point it's going to come off, but you can't, you have to compartmentalize while you're at work because I can't go in here and cuss these people out. Cause can I, I? So, but you don't, you don't necessarily realize like, oh, I can come home and cuss my partner out, cuss these kids out, cuss my neighbor out. And although emotionally that's going to, you know, have some ramifications, but you're not going to necessarily have like the same financial you know that those that maybe that instant um those instant ramifications that right. you, have, you do consider when you at work and I right. think that's the difference yes and the irony in that like when burnout from work spills into your relationship it honestly like fucks up the thing that you actually need the most which is support right because the support from a healthy relationship is really the thing that like fuels you, you know, it gives you energy. It makes you feel more resilient. It also helps you to cope with other life stressors, but you cannot get the support that you need from your partner. If you're going to be an asshole with your partner, because you hate your job. Like it's just, it's just not going to mesh well. So When we talk about how to avoid burnout, there are a couple of things that you can do um, in order to help avoid it, right? Many people think of like short-term solutions, such as like taking a vacation, which is great. It can certainly help, but that relief is only going to be temporary because once you decide to vacate for three, four days, all you're going to do is come right back to the same situation that you just left, right? So we have to focus on strategies that are able to give us a deeper impact and create a lasting change. So number one is work with a purpose, right? So ask yourself the question, do you feel that your career has a deeper purpose other than just a paycheck, right? I cannot answer that question for you. That's something you got to answer for yourself. But most of the time when we're rediscovering our purpose, um, it can go a long way towards helping you to avoid burnout and keeping the stress away because you're really analyzing the deeper impact of what you're doing every day, right? So like, does this work make life better for other people? Is it making life better for me? How could it add um, a more, like more meaning to my life in every day? Now, if you're just looking at a job for a paycheck, okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. That's fine. 
this might not be the strategy for you, right? So the next strategy is perform a job analysis, right? So when you experience work overload, you can start to feel like you're just on a treadmill that like it don't stop, like you're not going to catch up on it. Um, And then that leads to burnout. So (laughs) you like a hamster wheel almost. Just the running. Just the running. And running nowhere with no destination. So when you perform a job analysis, you're basically clarifying what exactly is expected of you and what isn't. So it helps you to identify what's really important in your in your role and so that you can delegate tasks that probably they might not even be essential, especially to your own job and duties. Because a lot of times we go into work doing shit that we're not even supposed to do. Like, hey, this is not even my responsibility. Give it, get somebody else to do it. Get somebody else to do it. So if you feel that your boss is assigning you more work than you can actually handle or work that's not even supposed to be your work, then you need to put on your big girl panties or big boy draws and schedule a meeting with them to discuss the issue and let them know that like the excessive workload is leading you to burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, and then come prepare with some options of shifting certain tasks and projects to someone else, which your boss probably already damn know. This ain't supposed to be what they're doing, but hell, they're doing it anyway. So I'm going to just give it to them. Absolutely. And if you don't say nothing, they're going to think they, that becomes normalized and being like, oh, well, you, you usually do it. So that kind of creates a dynamic, but that kind of goes back to establishing boundaries. Hello, very important. Um, The other one is giving to others. So another way that you can add meaning to your career is to give back to others in small ways. You might not think that this could possibly help, but giving to others makes you feel good. So it can be that like the simplest, smallest act of kindness at work to just kind of help re-energize you and find meaning in your work. I mean, small things to just be like, if you have a coworker that has really been helping you out and being supportive that you're able to talk shit to, it might be like, I got you a $5 gift card to Starbucks, girl. Like, here you go. Or just writing you a thank you note or just small things like that. The fourth one is taking control. So like I said before, like trying to talk with your boss to see if they're willing to let you have, maybe you need, maybe the work is so monotonous that you need more stuff to do, right? This this is that is that opposite of you have it too much, you might have too too little. So like see if you can take control over new tasks or projects or deadlines, or if you can like spearhead a new committee, or if you have new fresh ideas that you think can be implemented into your organization or anything like that, right? Take more control of your work. Um so that you can just feel a little bit better about your work. And the next one is exercise regularly. I think we talk about this all the damn time. Get your ass up, go outside. Do something with yourself. Do something with yourself. You know, it could be very simple, like exercising at lunch. Like, and it don't have to be like you lifting weights, but just walk around, go outside, you know, do a couple of laps outside. Make sure you also get a good night's sleep. Um, And then the last one is learn to manage your stress, right? Um, And there are several ways that you can do that. We've talked about journaling. We've talked about Mm -hmm. meditation, deep breathing, relaxation techniques on these episodes before. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So learn how to do that, right? Monitor your thoughts. Practice positive thinking. Because if you going into that job saying, I know these is going to piss me off today and they are going to aggravate me and they haven't, you haven't even got there yet. If you go into that thing, it's gonna happen. You're gonna find a. You're gonna. You're almost gonna find a reason. You're gonna find it. Anything normal or anything that's small, you are. You looking for a reason. You look for somebody walk in and you say, say, "Hey, good morning," and they and you say, "Look, already aggravating me." She come with her shit already. (laughs) That's little coffee. It's like, girl, you you're looking for a reason to be angry. Like you're just looking for a reason at that. You're looking for a problem. Um, so yeah, that's really it. Burnout is not fun. Um, and the last one that isn't on here, but I'm gonna just say it damn anyway. If you feel like it's too much, quit your damn job and find another one. It's just really as simple as that. Because you know what? Me as a as a worker in the industry, I don't want to work with somebody who actually does not want to be here because now you're aggravating me and you are find something else to do. Right. Especially <laughs> Especially if you if you complain about stuff that you signed up for, maybe like this was the job and you signed up for it. So if you can't, I always tell people the job can only change so much. If I know no matter what this job does, I'm not going to be satisfied. I can't make it. I can't put it off on the job to make me happy. Happy. I have to say to myself, this doesn't just doesn't fit what I'm looking for. What I need at this time. But, like let's reassess what we really want to do here. It you don't like talking on the phone, but you work at a call center. So <laughs> I don't get it. You don't like working with people, but you work in retail. I don't let's 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 reassess what we actually really maybe want to do with our life. We too grown it. You too big now at this age just to be doing anything willy-nilly. So Absolutely. Absolutely. If you want to avoid burnout, that's that's the thing. If you don't care about being burnt out and being aggravated and annoying and agitated every damn day, go for it. But if you want to leave a, a live a peaceful, soft life, <laughs> you might have to let that job go and find another one that fits your needs. Okay. Mm. So that's all I have to say about avoiding burnout. And speaking of soft life. Listen, baby, this these these transitions are smoother than a Renaissance album. Okay, baby, you ready? <laughs> so you get to this point, or you just you know you have this awakening, and you just realize like I need to be selfish. I need to be selfish, and I very much want to have a conversation of redefining selfish because. When we have that conversation, it's very, it's usually often sparks negative conversations. So it's so negative, self-centered, self-serving, self-involved. You only care about yourself. You're not thinking about everybody else. And that is kind of like what happens. And I mean, I do think there's a fine line, but then it's also like, but I think a lot of us um, just through research and practices, it's our, we're always supposed to be in service of others in service in service in service giving us giving more of ourselves but you get to a point where that's not your capacity anymore and I you know have been trying to explore you know both both um individually and therapeutically um just saying like hey it's okay to recognize my capacity has changed my my energy has changed and I really do need to take a step back mm. and really prioritize myself because it it, it, it very much says like you know, it's 
it's it's concerned like with your own it looks like it's your own pleasure and profit um and, and it's but it it comes with the issue is like people look at it as an issue with um you are not considerate of others mm-hmm. is me taking care of myself why would that be a negative connotation or a negative dynamic with other people because you know as they know the better you the better you are and the, the better place that you're in emotionally the better everything else falls around you so if you you're not taking care of yourself you probably you not can't gonna, take care of nobody else you're not going to be like be able to be the partner that you want to be the parent that you want to be the employee that you want to be so it's like if you kind of run into this i have to do all this for others i have to do this for others and you're left with nothing you're pouring from an empty cup babe you're pouring from an empty cup and um and i think but it's not looking at things um in black and white but we need to adjust our our own needs and take a step back and say it's okay to be selfish selfish is not a negative word it's not a bad word and to a certain extent i think if people were more selfish on a better you know more consistently they would we would better be able to have better relationships Mm -hmm. and so i think part of this is it does it does go back to um having boundaries but i i look at it as when you're someone who's comfortable, competent, and knows what your boundaries are, you're always going to disrupt people who, who who are not able to do that or don't realize it. And yeah. it's okay because I'm comfortable implementing boundaries. I have to know that that may not go over well with everybody else, but I know for me as an ind- as an individual person, the better I take care of myself, the better and more present that I can be for everyone else. But I can't do always both at the same time. So we often need help. Like we often need to take that time out. We need rest. Like when you're feeling tired, it doesn't matter if it's emotionally, mentally, or physically, it's time to rest. Sometimes it's sleeping more. Sometimes it's, it's checking out and, and things like that. But there are a number of consequences that happens when you don't do those things. And it's easy to be like, well, this is going on and this is going on and that's going on. But I often tell people that when you start focusing on yourself and improving yourself, a lot of those other things, whether it's relationships, whether it's work, whether it's parenting, whether it's this, a lot of those things fall into place because you're in a better place emotionally to be able to think, rationalize, and kind of put a lot of these other things into place. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just need a long time. Sometimes we just need to be by ourselves. Um, and if that's what you're in the mood to do, don't feel selfish for wanting to be alone. If you if you say I have plans and your plans are actually to do absolutely nothing, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. So if you say, oh, I can't come, I got plans, and they're like, what's your plans? To do nothing, to be at home by myself. It'll feel like, well, you don't really have nothing to do. No, that is something to do. That's something it's that I need for me. And I think that not to have these ex like social inter- interactions can be exhausting. Let's, let's 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 have let's chat. Let's really let's really talk about it. Um, especially I would say, and and recently I've I've learned that oh my like in this role, love being a therapist. I really 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 love it, baby. I'm a therapist from about eight in the morning to however long because you know you know I like to have a lot of jobs. You do. You know, I like, you know, you know, I like a good job, you know, so, um, but I'm realizing that my capacity socially afterwards is not as, is, is not really always there. Mm-mm. And it's not being around, it's not that it's necessarily being around people. I just, sometimes I just don't want to talk. 
drained, you know? And it's, yeah, I think I have learned that too. And I, it was just like, it's like sometimes I try, like, I remember one day vividly, I was supposed to go to the museum mm-hmm. and I, I willed myself to go and I got there and I stayed for like 10 minutes. And I was like, I have to go home. I literally like, it, I'm I'm overstimulated right now. It's a lot of people talking to me. I've been dealing with people talking to me all damn day. I've just been listening all day. And, you know, when you go in places where you already just like on edge and then you have a bad, not to say you have a bad attitude, but you need to be by yourself. That energy can seep into mm-hmm. your friend group or the social. And it's just like, mm, I'm going to remove myself because I want y'all to have a ball. I'm going to go have a ball by myself at my house, you know, being by myself. But you really have to check in with yourself and tune in with yourself to be like, I can't. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. That's that's a huge thing. And I think that if if you've been going nonstop, like your mood and everything usually is a reflection of that. And so I think in those instances, sometimes you have to be inflexible of saying like, no, this is a hard stop for me. I don't, and I think the biggest thing is it's very much no is a complete sentence. No. And you don't have to have a reason. You don't have to define it. You don't have to explain yourself. Just, I don't want to. That's enough. That's enough. Saying I just don't want to doesn't mean I'm mad. Doesn't mean somebody pissed me off. It doesn't, there doesn't. And I think a lot of times it feels like I have to have a reason why I'm saying no. It's like, why? You can just say no. I just don't want to. I don't want to do it. I just don't want to. There's no, <laughs> ain't nothing happening. There's not no beef. I just don't want to. Correct. That's okay. I mean, if more people did that, because I think if you really don't have that energy, like me coming into a situation that I just don't really have the energy for, it's going to come out in how I communicate. It's going to come out how I am. And it's like, if I knew that I was not in the best place to be the best version of myself, why would I bring that energy with me? Why? Bringing that energy with me. We all know, like, you like, that's a, miserable so-and-so right there it's like you but then it come like you should have left your your miserable ass at home you should just stay home if you knew you was in this place that's how i feel that's what i was always thought if you know your energy's not the best and stay your ass best. at home stay at home don't bring that around everybody else we get it it happens it's normal but if you always feel like you're in service and have to please and make everybody else happy that's what you're going to be doing. You'll be there and be present, but people won't always get the best version of you. Right. I think that's a, a good thing. And I think um, sometimes, you know, with, with being selfish, it's realizing it might be time to end a relationship or a job or a living situation of just being like, this is not serving me anymore. Um, we often stay in situations because we're scared of hurting someone, but it comes to relationships and things that are not serving you anymore. You have to be selfish. You you have to be selfish because I always tell people whether whether or not you communicate it, it's gonna come out in how you act. Exactly. Being around you, I may never say those words, but how I treat you is gonna let you know and it's gonna tell everybody else, I really can't stand this girl. Like I really can't stand this man. Like it comes out. And I that's how it's gonna come out. And it's like that's more hurtful to your partner on the other side that is receiving that energy. It's like, all right, you you not breaking up with me. You not saying you want to end the relationship, but you treat me like shit. It's very that's very confusing to be um on the opposite end. So, chow. 
you got to you you have to really say hey i within this situation i can't be the best version of myself and ultimately you you there's only so much you can do um but if if it's not serving you you have to be able to be selfish and say me being selfish is ultimately going to be beneficial for everyone because it's authentic. I'm having authentic relationships with any, with people. Like right. I'm being myself, even if it doesn't work out, it's it's okay because it's authentic. Like I would right. rather have real around each other and we're both resentful towards one another. And it's like, who is this really benefiting? Nobody. Really helping. Um, and then part of it's also like when you start to realize everything that I'm given is significantly outweighed but everything that's being taken from me mm. everything that you know I'm being the the balance is like too disproportionate where oh I'm I'm take every, every I'm given so much given so much and then I'm be resentful when I look around and realize what I don't have and part of it is like oh but you kind of set that dynamic up because you didn't establish when what was your capacity. And it's very important to remember, your capacity can change. My yeah. capacity last year does not have to be my capacity this year. My capacity this month does not have to be my capacity um, for next month. And I think I know this is something that we've also discussed of, you know, whether, even in friendships, like, oh, love you, girl. I really don't want to hear about that today. I just ain't, I just don't, I just don't, I just ain't got the, I don't have the Love you down, but I'm tired of hearing about that, man. I do not have the emotional capacity for today. And that, you know, it's not to be hurtful towards anyone, but I always look at it from a perspective of, if you're really pouring out to me and needing this help, and I'm like tuning you out because I can't emotionally really connect with or be there for you. How is this ultimately beneficial to you? You doing all of this and not getting what you need. Had I just communicated, this is the, and I always, I look at it like a, what I tell people is reframing it and saying what you're asking for is not too much. There's nothing wrong with what you need. I just am not in place to give it to you. So right. it's not, you shouldn't want this. You shouldn't need this. It's not coming, it's not very a judgmental towards anyone. It's just saying, you need a certain level of support right now. There's nothing wrong with that. But I have to recognize that my capacity is not to be able to give that to you. I cannot and, support you in that way. You have, and I said, but I think a lot of times it comes out as she always wants to complain about this. She always wants to talk about this. So it makes it seem like what she's asking for is a problem or that other person is a problem. But if you frame it and know, oh, like if that's what they need, that's what they need. We're never going to, you know, make anyone feel bad about what their needs are putting it in a perspective of, oh, I just can't give that to you. Right. And so then it doesn't come across as a judgment. And so when, you know, when you start to really, you know, take these things into consideration, I really, you know, looked at like, um, I don't even know how it came up, but this term soft life. And, you know, then, you know, our good sis Summer Walker came out with clear too, you know, soft life. And I was just soft like, life. Let's really have a conversation about, you know, um, software. So, like, the four key words that I found that I really relate to is ease, mm. peace, mm. restoration, mm. and preservation. You just, it's very much like we just, I think, of, of really just taking a step back and really cultivating like new beliefs about checking in with ourselves and kind of moving past this mentality of you have to struggle in order to get to the other side. You have to go through the fire to get to heaven. You have to, you gotta, you know, work hard 
for 40 years of your life to hopefully retire at 60. And I'm, huh. just, <laughs> I'm just like, why? Why, why? why can't I do things now that it's not like life doesn't ha have to be a struggle? And I know, you know, I, I, I always want to, you know, be very understanding that there is definitely a luxury of being able to 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 be able to rest and relax and do all these other things. But I'm like, but I think part of it is like if you've always been taught that you have to struggle in order to get to this other side, it's like at what point do you sit back and say, but why? Why do I have to do that? Why does that have to be um the only journey? Like why does it, you know, you don't have to struggle to be empowering, to be relatable, to have an inspirational story. Mm -mm. And I also you know understand that we aren't all dealt the same cards and i totally get that but it's also like but you don't have to feel guilty about having benefits or having good things or having certain luxuries or having the ability to to do things like that other people can and i it's nothing to feel guilty about mm -mm. and i think it's very much like you know as you as you you know progress and it's very much like cultivating new beliefs about rest of being like no, I don't have to work 24-7. No, I don't have to always do overtime. No, nah, you know, I just want to chill sometimes. Like it, it's And not this this uh, rat race kind of kind of mentality all the time that I think that um, happens. And I mean, you can let people help you. you can let people help you. You can have people in your inner circle um, who want to be there and want to help you. And you don't always have to figure out things um, on your own. You can, you know you can approach life in a different perspective as far as being like you know i just i want uh i want to look at i want i want i want easy relationships i don't want to mm. fight in my friendships in my mm. relationships i don't want there to be conflict and mm -mm. recognize it early on i always tell people or, or something that I, I really try to implement is i don't have to like if i have to yell at you to get my point across that may be too much of a um that cost is too much for me. Yeah. In this dynamic. Because once once you get into a dynamic where the only time Jess listens to me I have, is when I yell at her, it basically says, within our relationship, if I want to be hurt, that's what I have to do. And it's okay to step back and say, yeah, that's not what I want in my relationship. So if it gets to that point, I might say, no, I don't, I don't want to have to argue with people. I don't, yeah. to, I don't want to have to scream my knees. I don't want to have to be petty in relationships to get what I need from my partner. Yeah. I have to go through all this and I think a lot of times people feel like you have to or I, I've had to do this I'm like oh but once you start doing certain things you're establishing that within this relationship this is something that's okay to do mm. does that make sense like you mm -hmm. like, say, in order for this person to know how I feel I have to cheat back on them and I always say is that what you want your relationship to look like is that a norm that you want is that just okay get another relationship or just be by yourself like is it worth it? Because you you you've accept now, you, but you've set that dynamic that this is this is normal. This is what we do, but it always goes back to. But is that what you want? And I don't want to. No, I just I'm you know very much in the place of like oh I don't I don't want to argue with nobody about nothing. I just yeah. don't. And it, it, that yeah. costs too much for me because of it. Do, it doesn't do anything um, for me, and so I think that you know as we explore you know what it is it's like you know like lounging it's not like like living a soft like it's, it's not about lounging around and going to brunch all the time that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say like i want to amplify the fact that like 
everything that you said in a soft life is not contingent on finances or money or like where you are at when it comes to how much money you make in a year. Like you talked about peace mm. that has, it has a cost. All right. It's, mm. it's going to cost you, but not going to cost you financially, like restoration, preservation, ease. None mm. of those things are things that can be bought. Mm -hmm. No, ma'am. So I know social media has a way of like looking like, oh, you know, you get on TikTok and it's like soft life and it's, you know, niggas in the Maldives and it's like, <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Like, oh, the only way I'll be able to have a soft life is if I make enough money to travel. And it's like, no, but that's not it. So being, having a soft life is internal. It's hugely internal and it's yeah. a lot <clears throat> the mindset is the is really looking at different dynamics and being like, yes, I can approach it from this this way that I've had to all this time, but of just being like, uh, no, I just don't want to. I don't. I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to fight for certain things that I deserve. I don't want to have to get into that place emotionally. And I think there's such a, you know, and, and I think it's, it's, but I think like to others, it's like, you just don't care. You're just lackadaisical. It's just like, oh, I just know there's, I would say there's just basic needs, whether it's in friendships, relationships, or other dynamics, you shouldn't have to scream and fight and to get, you should not have to fight to be respected. You should also repeating yourself. You shouldn't also have to, re <laughs> you should not have to yell or repeat yourself to be heard. Okay. And I need y'all to, but when you start doing that, and it becomes the norm you're establishing that in order to get this, this is what I have to do. And I'm saying for me, I can't speak for anybody else. That cost is too big for me. I, I don't want to. Like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to have to compete with my friends. So it's like if if I'm have a friendship with someone who feels like there's always a competition and all this extra negative emotion energy, baby, that cost is too much for me. And it's not worth it to it's not consistent with the soft life that I'm trying to live because I'm, I'm, it's ease, peace, restoration and preservation. Restoration. If you feel like, you know, the dialogue of your day usually goes like, oh, here we fucking go. Hey, that like, that's not a soft life. That's actually too much for me. If I have to say in the back of my head, like as soon as you say something or a behavior starts, here we fucking go. Like, no. I actually don't want to go there with you. And I really think that once you once you take a different mindset or once you actually have these relationships, you realize like, oh, not you you don't have to you don't have to like, you know, struggle to love somebody. You don't have to have crazy dynamics to have a good friendship that I but I think so many of us think like you have to I'm not trying to love nobody through it. You can take that how you want to take it, baby. I'm listen, okay? Like, I'm not trying to love nobody through nothing. No. I've I'm done listen. my bits. I, I've done my bits of loving through. I, I it's, like, it's too much. Take it how you want to take it. I, that's not my capacity. Like, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. It's, <laughs> it can be very draining loving somebody through Whatever the case, it might be, especially when you are in a job yeah. in a field where you have to love everybody back into what they are doing, into health, 
into good health and well-being and you have to be kind and you have to care it's it's a lot it could be a lot so I, I think that you know it is very much making sure that you are enforcing your boundaries and also being it's okay for people not to understand that to agree with me i need people to respect that i'm i'm entitled to make my own decisions and i'm going to do what i want to do but you don't have to agree with it so i'm not asking for you to agree. i'm not asking you to feel how i feel or i'm like oh, i'm just i'm just wanting you to respect that i'm gonna always take care of me first that's that's gonna always be my default i'm always make sure i'm good because i know the better that i am the better i am to other people but i'm never gonna feel guilty about it well you always i'm yeah same thing i say i always have my own best interest and I, look I would hope everybody has their own like best interest at hand because ain't who got you like you got you. Listen, ain't I... nobody living your life but you. So yes, you should actually make yourself your top priority and your main priority. I don't care if you have this sounds selfish. I don't care if you got kids. I don't care if you got a husband. I don't care if you got a wife. I don't care if you got a mama, a daddy, a sister, a brother, a cousin, auntie. I don't care. You right. need to come first because how are you going to take care of other people you can't take care of yourself? How you, how you making other people a priority ahead of you? Because then all what's happening is now when you we, what happens is when you don't take care of yourself and you get mad about all the stuff you're giving out. Now you're resentful of these people that you've given so much to. And it's like, oh, but you... You decided to do that. You decided to do that. And it doesn't mean... Being selfish doesn't mean you, you love anyone less. Or, you know, it doesn't mean that you have negative feelings. It's just... oh, It's always okay to say, hey, you have a certain level of need. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't have the capacity right now. My capacity may change. And I may be in a different place. And it's okay if you don't like it. You don't understand it. It's okay if you don't agree with it. It's all right if you want to block me. It's okay if you want to unfriend me. Like the all these things are okay. Right, do what's best for you because uh, I'm gonna do what's best for me. Always, and I very much I always try to communicate to people. Hey, I'm never gonna get upset or angry with you for doing what was in your best interest. Yeah, feelings about it, but I'm always gonna respect if that is what you needed to do to have peace in your life. Who am I to tell you that you should not do that? Because best believe. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Best believe, if nothing else, I'm going to do it. And I really, you know, just want to create this dynamic where it's okay to come back and check in with people and say, hey, I was in this place or communicated early on. Like, all of that is okay, but it's also like, but that's always going to be my default. And I, I try to meet people with that initially. So when it happens, that it's always like, there's always that understanding. Oh, Robert's going to always take care of himself first. If Robert's don't want to do something, he ain't going to come. He ain't going to do it. He's going to do whatever. And it's nothing against anybody, but it's also like, that is the dynamic that I know works for me. And trying to be anyone else has never has never served me in that way. I've always had to do that. And so I think that, again, it's about ease, peace, restoration, and, pre and preservation. Like, once we do that, it I, I think that I'm so better able to be in service, you know, with, whether it's in this field or whether it's from my relationships and everything. Cause I know what my capacity is and I'm not allowing anyone else's needs or capacities to become more important than mine. And it's because once I do, I'm not going to be the best version of myself. And, you know, everybody's needs are different, but that doesn't mean they come before mine. So I just want to, you know, reiterate to everybody that 
it's okay to be selfish. It's okay for people to look at you like, oh, you're always doing something for yourself. You're always this. And you're always like, okay, it's fine. It's not my responsibility to change your perception of me. Correct. So, prioritize um, yourself. It's a prioritize yourself summer. So it really is. It, it's just, like, I'm telling you, it's just so much. Oh, it just, there's so much less weight that you just walking around with. Like, oh, God. It's amazing, honestly. It's like a weight is lifted off of your shoulder because it's like, you don't realize how much of a weight and responsibility you were carrying of others until you finally place up that big ass boundary and you're like, no. Hey, it's too much. I cannot. I will not. You can respect it or do what you got to do. And it's okay. It's it's I think it's just it's really changing your mental approach. And it's, it's okay if not everybody understands it. It's okay if people don't like it. it. All these things are okay. And I think that, you know, it's being able to say like this is I just have to know what my needs are. And as long as I'm not doing anything to intentionally harm someone else or to to because yeah. really, it's nothing against towards people. But if other people want to personalize that on their own, baby, that's something you have to do with that has nothing to do with me. And that's mm-hmm. also not going to change what i'm doing what i'm about to do i know that's what i need to do so i hope y'all i hope everybody has a soft life summer okay it is a soft life summer and it just it don't got it just don't got to be like that it It, it don't it does not have to be like this like life is already hard enough don't add more flame to the fire so yes that is kind of what you know what what i want everyone to take from this and just what that looks like for you is different but always you know, making sure that you, hey, hey, just be chill. It's just all right. You know, it don't got to be that difficult. Not everything got to be that difficult. And it's all right to check out and be like, yeah, this, this ain't something, you know, more. So that's what I wanted to bring to to the trap this week. So, yes, again, the word, the words for today is ease, peace, restoration, and preservation. I might get that tattooed on me at some point. That's mm-hmm. that's, I like that. That's how I want my life to be 24-7 okay hello okay so because it's a trap therapy you already know we're gonna have to get a little bit ghetto at the end so we gonna come back with our trap song of the week and my trap song of the summer is goddamn put it on the flow okay okay absolutely put it on the flow i don't know it's just rip me out the plastic i've been asking brand new okay that's how I feel for this summer because I'm prioritizing myself so like I'm a new person Absolutely. who you thought I was a month ago I'm not you know, listen, you've been resealed new packaging okay this is the new version this, okay, the new version but yeah it's definitely a feel good song a ride, a ride off song a turn up song okay I like that wow. so yeah put it on the flow by Lotto my minds like y'all know y'all know I'm a bird so you know the 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 ghetto or the better <laughs> my trap song of the week is definitely peaches and eggplants by young newbie just because <laughs> 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 I just like to have a good time I just am very much like uh yeah I just you know just the the more ratchet the better like you I love nudie Listen, I was just like, I, I'm definitely at that place. I'm like, I'm a, I'll be the person that be Shazam and stuff at the party. I'm like, girl, what's this? What's this? 
have to run this back later. This this side to me, my little was not ready for that. So that that is my my trap song of the week. Like, yeah, young nudie been he been doing his big one. He, I love him so much. A nigga from Zone Six. Love him down. Can't make can't get no better. Well, y'all, we hope that you learn something from this. Um, something in it, some I feel like something in this is gonna connect with as long as it connects with one person, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Each reach one, teach one. And you know, we're gonna be back on a more consistent basis. We put ourselves first, so that's why you know sometimes you hear <laughs> we'll have a plan and then life happens, and you know, but we all you know, we ride with you. Ride the wave. <laughs> we just go with the flow. Like it's vibes over here. Yeah, but well, we're 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 working on it. We're gonna be more consistent. How long that lasts, you know, we don't know all that. But we'll have to try to keep y'all up. <laughs> we'll keep y'all up to date. And of course, per usual, if there's things you want us to talk about, or if you have questions that you want us to answer on episodes feel free to just like drop it in our inbox, send us an email, anything you want to do, send us a DM. Doesn't mean it matter. Um, so yeah, until next time, guys. Bye guys. Bye.